Hernando Cortes, Pablo Picasso, Salvador Dali, Penelope Cruz, Rafael Nadal, Antonio Banderas, Sergio Ramos. Your boys took one hell of a beating. Especially you, Sergio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special edition of a uh, of one of the podcasts that, to be honest, I was thinking about this earlier and just thought, oh, there's nothing really to talk about today. So I'm not entirely sure as to why we're even coming on, but mate, oh, what the hell, we, we might as well. So, mate, um, <laughs> mate, hello, hello, everybody. Isn't it amazing that I can disappear for what was like 11 days or something and not do a podcast and now all of a sudden I'm able to do two in three days. I wonder why that could be. <laughs> and is, there's, no, there's, there's not even any, any Premier League matches on. So it's, no! it's quite, quite surprising. So, not a yeah. single Premier League match. But where's the narrative? I just don't know. I don't know well, where we're the narrative from today. I'll tell you where the narrative is. Mate, it's Brexit. <laughs> Because Eric Dyer has given Sergio Ramos a hard Brexit. <laughs> Is that a type of, was it like a type of biscuit or something? It's like a type of no, ego. No, biscuits was playing in midfield for Spain. He Eric was. Dyer, oh. Eric Dyer let Sergio Ramos know that Brexit means Brexit. And Brexit <laughs> means a two facet, two footed tackle. Oh, mate, can we just like, so anybody who's not aware of this, regular listeners of the podcast who haven't checked whatever they need to check, England did beat Spain 3-2, but before we get to that, we are going to do half an hour on Eric Dyer's tackle on Sergio Ramos. <laughs> it is... No, no, uh, sorry. The, the introduction to this is definitely uh, the pulsating matching Group D2 between Belarus and Moldova, who played out okay, the do it. You drive. You drive. Hard-fought nil-nil match. Do it. Do it. Go for it, mate. Just, but at some no. point, I will spend 30 <laughs> minutes talking about how Sir Eric of Dialand... <laughs> Did, All right, okay. did mow down the most evil man in the world for no reason other than a goal <laughs> kick. Oh, the pointless of it, mate. The pointlessness of it was delicious. Sergio uh, Ramos just casually minding his own business, picking. I think he received a throw in uh, in his um, and the you know the near his own goal line. Yep, just. I'll turn and I'll saunter upfield. No, you won't, Sergio. You will get back <laughs> over there. Brexit <laughs> means Brexit, and Eric Dyer is going to deliver it. <laughs> Eric, it, it wasn't. I don't, he didn't even seem to really lose control of the ball, did he? He just sort of, uh, 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 you know, sort of touched it in front of him a little bit so that he could find the pass to be able to to get out. I don't think Ramos. Oh, you won't be passing, Sergio. That. Passing <laughs> is not something you shall be doing, mate. Where do we think our good? friend uh, and topical uh, reference point Neil Warnock would have stood on that tackle oh oh my goodness um, um, well I don't think it was a yellow card uh, which... <laughs> no I don't think no. it was a yellow card I don't think it was a foul I think <laughs> I think that Sergio Ramos was endangering his no no that's probably himself endangering himself by being in the vicinity of a reducer <laughs> 
All right. Well, for those for those who are tuning in and friendly, <laughs> um, uh, there was uh, a um, a group, some group games uh, for the, the nations. The we don't know the group that England are in, do we? We know it's a something. A something. It's a something. The Nations League, which we have That's been taking the piss out for uh, out of for for, for for quite some time. You know, Jurgen Most Klopp's the important himself, competition ever. <laughs> shut up, Jurgen. <laughs> Jurgen comes on, so it's pointless. These are pointless games. Why? Why put them through even more exertion? Mate, that's not how Jurgen talks. Uh, yeah, boom, <laughs> no boom. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it's, th- this has completely changed it, hasn't it? I mean, uh, uh, so so here we go. England uh, went to Seville uh, tonight and um, played out a <laughs> an unbelievable and amazing. Let's not uh, let's not not hide from this. It was an amazing three two win. Um, this, some of the statistics that are, that are going around are unbelievable. Uh, Spain have not lost in that stadium. This Real Betis's stadium. Since- uh, 2437 BC. <laughs> Since Jesus Christ uh, came out of his shell to, to start his own religion. Yes. Hazel <laughs> Christu, he came out and he went, bloody hell, it's a bit hot here. Um, have Spain lost at home yet? And everyone's was like, nah, nah, Spain haven't lost at home. Uh, it, it, they haven't, and uh, they, they hadn't even conceded, I believe, since I don't know something ridiculous like 1980 something or or something. It was uh, the uh, they've had 14 competitive matches at that stadium. They've won 13 of them. The last one they lost was against France to a Jean-Pierre Papin goal, I believe, oh, and uh, it was Jean-Pierre Papin. Jean-Pierre Papin. <laughs> we all one of those wonderful names, mate. Ah, one of Papa. those wonderful names that that just sounds like it should be associated with a goal. Papa! Oh, Who else was in that team? They had Basil Bully. Oh, my uh, goodness. Jokaev was probably in that team, was he? Yeah. Oh, Desai. Oh, mate. Was it the, yeah. Was it the beginning of Zidane? Was Zidane just about starting Fringes, possibly? Fringes, I'd say. Fringes. Fringes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. He still had a, a locker there a on him somewhere. Is that a zoo? Zoo in that team? Wow, what a winger. Uh, fullback. Fullback? He was a fullback. Yeah. He was a it was flying fullback. Flying fullback. Yes, what a team. Uh, maybe even Lilian Turam. I think it was probably even a bit early for him. But uh, it was the end of Platini, that's for sure. And Jean-Pierre Papin came into it. And good lord, you're right. Jokaev Jok- was in there, and some wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, names in in world football. But uh, so, uh, an incredible thing. You almost wonder whether or not Spain had actually selected that uh, 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 that stadium on purpose, with the knowledge of the of of their history there um but in what was one of the most is one of the most it's on record as the hottest city in Europe uh, on average. Uh, there was rain uh, the, uh, throughout the day and, uh, and England were even talking about, uh, you know, this possibly uh, uh, suiting them. Um, but all the talk, of course, oh, yeah, before was the it. match that was... was it. it was uh, the weather. We it was the weather. Bloody rain. <laughs> But mate, what what a game! Uh, uh, un- unbelievable, really. Uh, Spain started started okay. They started well. They were uh, doing their usual thing, tippy tappa, tippy tippies. Um, I I must say, I was extremely disappointed with biscuits. Um, I have not seen a, a, a holding midfielder play as badly and play as as as, as many miss 
misplaced, misplaced passes as he did. Uh, he really was really, really crap. Um, uh, but, uh, mate, let's just start straight away with, uh, uh, with, with the goals. Sterling, reminiscent of Owen versus Argentina. What? What was that's just well, the unbelievable? The finish, the, yes, the, the finish. The finish is reminiscent of it, not the beating three men from the halfway line part. No, no. Do that. I well, mean, Pickford did that for him, didn't he? Mate, the I think the, 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 the key tactical mainframe, the whole basis of which this was built around was Southgate's very clever. He went to Spain and played a false nine in the shape of Harry Kane because yep. Harry Kane didn't even bother shooting or anything. It was just setting people up. And then he played an extremely deep-lying playmaker in the form of the goalkeeper because Jordan Picky Pickford... <laughs> Oh, mate, what a match Pickers had. But the, the pass for the first goal that goes to Kane, it's, mate, watch it again. It is delicious. It's, I, no. I will tell you now that is the best pass by a goalkeeper ever in the history no, of goalkeepers. No, I, I, hate to, I really hate to say Name this. me a better one. I, I hate to say this, but did he mean it? Yes. <laughs> Pickers meant it. Pickers has up the rave on his on his boots. He means it. Yeah, he does. I, I I thought he was because they were playing it out from the back and like you. You know what? I don't feel nervous anymore watching England play out from the back. Well, second I, half. Second half. Okay, second half. Yeah, no, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Um, whatever Gareth is trying to instill, I think from a tactical perspective, he almost got undone in the second half. But, mate, we'll get to the second half in a, in a second. That pass by Pickers was, uh, look, nah. if, if, if intended, which I think, yes, yes, I think. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, it was a, a very, very delicious pass because I thought it was going out. How many keepers have you seen uh, just go out to the, to, to the sidelines to try and sort of, you know, hit it out? sort of All close to a player yeah all yeah pretty much De Gea was doing it all the time um but this one went straight to Harry Kane Harry Kane uh, uh with who I must say I was uh very very impressed with I thought I, I thought he played first half in particular well I'd say yeah first I, 55 60 minutes there was a point in which Sergio Ramos tried to take revenge on what Eric Dyer had done to him in the first half by climbing all <laughs> over uh Sir Harold Edward of Kane um <laughs> And, and like Harry seemed kind of honestly a little bit visibly shaken and, and reluctant to go anywhere near Ramos after that. After what happened <laughs> to angry. Mo Salah, can you blame him? <laughs> Ramos was angry. It's fair enough. If there'd um, been no crowd, you would have been able to hear Harry Kane go, he's an animal. He's an animal. I'm not going near him. He's an animal. <laughs> Rashford, switch. Come on. <laughs> switch. No one go up there. Stay away from him, lads. He's an animal. <laughs> He played very, very well. He really did, didn't he? Um, and uh, that that goal, when Sterling scored, I thought, uh, right, that's 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 a gem. That's beautiful. That's rocked Spain a little bit. But we all saw what happened in, uh, uh, you know, a, a month ago at Wembley. You want to you know, know my I noise, thought, mate? You want to know my, my noise? What's that? Oh, hello. That was <laughs> my noise when Sterling scored, and then immediately after, oh, we've poked the bear. Oh, oh, we have. <laughs> we've got them angry. <laughs> we're in well, trouble that's now. what happened at Wembley we got yeah. them angry and then they they came back at us wasn't all right it? then so so what 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 was your noise when uh, Rashford scored too hello 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 <laughs> yeah and then <laughs> when the third one went in mate I went it's three it's fucking three <laughs> finish the game now <laughs> quickly please <laughs> no you know what mate a three nil up away in Spain in a competitive fixture I was happy I was really oh. sat there going if we lose this game 6-3, I 
I still have this moment. <laughs> I still have now. When we went to Spain, I mean, it's Spain, mate. It's, it's true. They're really, really good at football. Have you seen the stats for this match? It's like 72% possession Spain, 25 shots to five, um, <laughs> 12 corners to none. We didn't have a corner, mate. Not a, that was the other amazing thing. All three goals were beautiful attacking, counter-attacking, flowing, passing moves from open play. This yeah. wasn't the, what we saw at the World Cup with Kieran Tripps bending one in for the love train to attack. This was <laughs> Slabber getting on the end of one. This was proper football, mate. It, it, it was... I'm still a little bit in shock, to, to, to be totally honest. And I do hope uh, that this is not, you know, one of these sort of one, one-off sort of bizarre kind of matches. Because, I mean, yes, we've come up against an extremely strong team in possession um, where they, they were always going to dominate possession. We knew that straight away from, you know, from the, from the first whistle. And, and we knew that it was going to be a, a game of patience and, and seeing where we go. But uh, let's look, let's, let's, let's admit, nobody would have expected a win uh, for England. Draw, maybe nil-nil by just parking the bus and leaving everyone behind and stuff. You know, with, uh, you know, with Rashford missing uh, uh, two or three sitters or something like that, you know, it would have just been the you know, same old kind of thing, you know, and if we come away with nil-nil draw, I think everybody would have been extremely happy. This was something ex- extraordinary, certainly the first 45 minutes, but let's, let's not take away from the fact that Spain played miserably in that first 45 f- for all the possession that they had. Um, their passing uh, occasionally not even in the final third, but in the second, in, in the middle of the park, was just abysmal. Every time that they tried to to switch switch flanks, uh, uh, Biscuit seemed to to overhit his passes out for play, out out, out for touch. And you know, I, I think England were just a little bit actually surprised more than anything else. Um, but uh, but yeah, look, the, the three amazing goals. Uh, but of course, as you said, your highlight is this one particular challenge by uh, Monsieur Ludier. Um, uh, Dyer is mate, a mate, who grew up who grew up where you grew up in Portugal. He did, yeah. He, he, learned, to... he learned to clatter people in Lisbon, mate. Didn't he pay for Sporting Lisbon? Sporting Lisbon, yeah, 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 absolutely. Hey, um, you could have so... been Eric Dyer with a little <laughs> bit more application. You could have spent last night putting a reducer in on Sergio Ramos. Oh, mate, don't. How sad. Yes, you're right. Could have. <laughs> you would have enjoyed um, it, wouldn't you, mate? You would have. No. Mate, Mate I really like what you know. What I really like about this is one of those few moments where you and I can be absolutely unified, because as much as I'm happy as an Englishman to have gone to Spain and won, yes. I know that deep down in your heart, mate, you hate Spain. So, <laughs> really, how do you know do- that? Was it by, by by because of the bleeping that you actually edited? Yes, <laughs> I have had to bleep you on previous podcasts because <laughs> you hate Spain that much. Um, <laughs> so, so we can enjoy this together, can't we, mate? Oh, we can, fun. from from slightly different perspectives. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. I am extremely happy that Spain have lost this game. It gives me great pleasure uh, uh, to 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 have uh, you know when Spain lose to anyone. But of course, yes, Spain losing, uh, Spain losing to Portugal obviously would be is, is my highlight. Uh, but Spain losing to to England is obviously very very. Uh, uh, good and fun as well. So um, um, I, I, I must admit, every time it, it, you know they scored, the, the giddiness inside of me was 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 
you know, I didn't exclaim in, 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 in ec extreme happiness. It was just giddiness, you know, there was a little, you know, a little feeling of I almost had a tear, you know, come out, you know, it was, it was like that, you know, and I was very, very happy for it. Um, uh, but yeah, a, a second, even into the second half, you know, it took 60 minutes before, um, uh, Wait, Alcacer was, managed to, to score, you know? <laughs> it was like, you know, in the old days of, 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 you know, dating before things like Tinder and the internets existed, and you would go to a club and you would, you would spy a, a young lady and, and she would spy you back and maybe you'd buy her a drink and you'd, you'd go out for a little bit of a boogie on the <laughs> dance floor and then, at, hang on a second, the dog's getting excited. Of course he is. And why, why? wouldn't he? Doc, <laughs> shut up. I'm making a long and very weird analogy about sex Tinder. football. <laughs> okay. It, it seems like it doesn't love. Anyway, so you, you've, you've, bought, you've bought maybe a drink at the bar and you've had a little boogie on the dance floor. And at some point, someone's hand touches someone's knee and then the other person says something like, or oh, you can leave that there or, or like, you know, like, and, and you get that giddiness of, oh, hang on, it's on here. That was like the touching of the knee was Sterling's first goal. And then perhaps Rashford's goal is when you've like accidentally boobed Gray's on purpose. And then when Sterling's put the third in is when you've leaned in for a good hard snog. <laughs> Mate, and it's just like, oh, this is happening now. This is, this is really, this could happen. If I play my cards right, we could, we could go home together. So and hang on. The second a number half of things was there happened a bit, in the second half. And there was a bit of pushback. Well, no, your mates have tried to, you know, tried to, have told a couple of embarrassing stories. The taxi driver has driven you around the houses. Um, you run out of cash to pay the fella, so you have to leave him your mobile phone. That kind of thing. You get upstairs, uh, you, you run out of coffee, the light dimmers don't work, so it's either on or off. You know, you're there lying down with her, shall I have them on, shall I have them off or whatever. But then... That the was the seven minutes of overtime. <laughs> that was seven minutes of overtime. But then the Polish referee blows his final whistle. What's he doing there? He's, he's telling you that the seven minutes of extra time is over and you can now penetrate. <laughs> You can Eric Dyer on Sergio Ramos's ass. You know, that's what you can do. You can go for it. Straight off. Bang. Um, yeah, mate. This analogy oh, was mine, and so I'm slightly res responsible, but I'm a little uncomfortable. Move on. Well, okay. <laughs> You've got to stop opening doors for me, because I will step through them. All right? So, um, yes. mate, it was... Step it, through them and then shit <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the doormat. Because you, 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 know, you know with me, it's going to end up in, in something to do either with sex, piss, or poo, you know, and, uh, you know, it's got to be, you know, somewhere, somewhere in there. It's my inner giddy child coming out. Um, mate, speaking of Polish referees who blow final whistles, that Polish referee was terrible. And oh, I'm sorry to say that. For both teams. Um, for both teams, absolutely. And now let's, let's just start on the second half here, uh, uh, because I think we can, uh, or if you want to take a break, you can. But no, no, I don't think so. We'll just go straight into it. The second half, three, we're three nil up uh, at half time you come to about the 60th minute Alcácer scores uh and it's 3-1 and one one detail which i think you've missed is yeah. that, that jordan picky pickers pickford yes has at this point started to descend into a level of madness because <laughs> he the corner that Alcácer has scored from should never have taken place 
because <clears throat> Pickers has the ball and somehow contrives to drop it over the line. And, yes. Yep. And he almost did results in the corner. Yeah, yes. he almost. Yeah, when he, they scored as well, and I think they had a bit of a joke about it. Him and maybe Ramos or someone else or Morata who was close to him. He was like, "Oh, you almost did it again." Uh, but you're right. He obviously forgot to take his pills. Um, and like, yeah, he was going. Essential little... part of any rave is the pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he forgot to take them. Starting to go a little bit mental. Probably didn't really know what was going on, and uh, forgot that he doesn't play for Sunderland anymore. Um, so it. Uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't have been a penalty. That that header was a beautiful header, but where was the marking? Um, and then let's put that one aside because it's still 3-1. And you sort of feel a little bit like the way that Spain were playing, yes, they could, but England just felt like they were they were strong. I, I don't know. Well, and the not... counter-attack was on. Rashford and Sterling. Yep. I mean, Sterling burst into the area. And I, just my personal opinion, like, I think it's unquestionably a foul. It's Biscuits, isn't it, who steps on his foot? Yes. Or is it Nacho, Nacho Man? Um, <laughs> it's one of those two. And it's yep. like, actually, Sterling, I think, was quite lucky not to end up with a broken metatarsal. Once upon a time, an England player going in for that kind of tackle, guaranteed at least one broken metatarsal. Anyway, yeah. um, it's a yeah. clear clear foul i thought it was on the line when on the line is in the penalty area anyway it, it was a yellow card and a free kick at the very worst. the ref totally ignores it like yeah no ab- absolutely well he got trodden on a couple of times um uh, and um I, again maybe you know he'd had words with uh, stephen warnock before the match uh, Neil because, warnock. stop mixing sorry. up the warnocks bloody hell he's a it's not a liverpool left back is he um he's uh all right who's right back i think it was a right back anyway it doesn't matter um yeah no i i i really did think that the polish referee was was pretty abysmal um he you know some of the like even even by you know with the 3-2 for example when they scored he then blew the whistle to finish the game now <laughs> well, like, they'd given the seven minutes of extra time where not, had he found yeah, those but, from no but what you do is you let the first kick go England kick it back and then hoof it upfield and then you blow the whistle you know that's how it uh, uh, that, uh, that, that's how it should have gone but you know I mean, there's small these little small uh, technicalities are, are ones which uh, uh, I have you, to say I didn't mind yeah. that one I was yeah, okay. quite pleased with that one I was like <laughs> yes okay we'd only mess up we'd only mess up the kickoff like someone <laughs> to kick it back to pickers and he'd, he'd accidentally drop it in his own net that's, <laughs> that's very safe of you Mr. Referee I very much like that um Mate, let's talk about the major uh, controversial point yes. in the second half. Yeah. Uh, when, <laughs> and mate, and I have to say, Jordan mm-hmm. Pickford is now becoming ever so close to my heart. Because <laughs> in the interview afterwards, like they asked him w- what went wrong. And, and this is the way Pickers described it. It was like, so yeah, I, I got the ball and, uh, and I, I, don't, I didn't like the pass. So I thought the only alternative is either I smack it out or I croif him, and then it's got caught. On it. It's like I'll croif him. You're I'll croif him. <laughs> goalkeeper, you're a goalkeeper, Pickers. When is a goalkeeper croifing anyone ever turned out well? Ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, point in case, Allison. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't doesn't right. And so it's it's got caught under my feet, but I've got back round him, and I've made a good tackle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what perhaps Jordan's description of the event doesn't really uh, portray is between the attempted croifing and the very nice tackle, he did pretty much manhandle 
<laughs> Rodrigo uh, to the point where I thought, because I was actually watching the game with Spanish commentary. For some reason, I couldn't get a, a US stream. Okay. Uh, so the, the, I was watching the Spanish commentary and like, because you can't understand Spanish, I'm just watching it going, oh God, that's a pen. Please don't send him off. Like, I'm just, you know, I, I, like, I just, it's got to be a penalty. Like, he, yep. he's rug, rugby, rugby held him and then <laughs> slid round to, like, and then the Spanish are going nuts. And I presume that the Spanish were going nuts because he wasn't going to get a red card because, you know, there's the double jeopardy rule. And if you do a foul, uh, yes. penalty area. So I thought just Ramos, because Ramos was going nuts. Um, I thought, well, Ramos wants a red. And, yep. and he thinks he can have one. And then when when they start taking the corner, I would just could not believe my luck. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, really? No way. Was... Uh, I think England, I, I must say, like, look, let's, let's be realistic about, about England a little bit. They're, they're still quite a way off from being the finished article as uh, as a national uh, footballing team they they may very well uh, be be extremely pleased with one thing and that is the age the average age of this team so they have youngest, many years youngest team since the 50s mate since the 50s in, unbelievable they they have many years to come and a lot of time to work on on uh, on what they're working on and i think um that that by by far still still obviously to to be the finished article but in the past england and and uh, this is from a from a neutral perspective and, and point of view so i'm sure as an england as a diehard england fan you'll probably agree with me um they have had their fair share of bad luck uh in in matches in the past which you know and luck in these games it it, it does breed confidence you know when you get a little bit of luck when you hit the post when you frank lampard it and it blatantly goes over the line and then comes back out and doesn't the goal doesn't get given you know we can, we can date back quite a lot and there have been quite a few incidents in the past where you must wonder whether this uh, uh the amount of bad luck that england have had in the past uh, uh has uh, uh, played a big part in in their in their results and i just felt when i saw that tackle i just felt a little bit like you know what they deserve it you know, England, I think England deserve it because this referee, uh, they've obviously got the, the spot on it with, with the referee, you know, because he's made all these mistakes and he's made another one there. There is little, very, very little doubt that that is a penalty. Uh, Rodrigo should probably just just, just finish it first time, uh, but decides to, to sort of, you know, move it forward just a little bit more, which allows Pickford to get back on. But the only way that Pickford manages to get a foot on it with the tackle is by dragging Rodrigo back and that's what he does uh, yes. you know I mean I, I can only assume that the ref was too far away um, or that he wasn't looking directly at the play at the time or you know that he thought he was totally ready for uh, uh, Pickford to just smash it upfield like he said in his interview there was my option smash it upfield and he was expecting that to happen and then when he didn't and he played it back he didn't he couldn't quite see the right angle uh, to not give it but the linesman's there as well you know to help him and assist him with that the, kind of stuff. the, the, the uh, fella behind the goal <laughs> I mean, you don't get a better view. Like, no, absolutely. And look, it was unbelievable, the fellow behind the goal. Yeah, and these linesmen, very often, I, I, I hate to accuse them, but like sometimes they're a little bit, you know, it's, it almost feels like they're not doing much during the game and they, they, they're praying for a moment like this so that they can, they can, you know, make a name for themselves type thing. But this guy is obviously, I don't know. I they uh, thought this is international football and there's a video. 
So I thought they were just... <laughs> the VAR. There was the no VAR. VAR, was there? <laughs> and, and then I think what Ramos has shouted at them at one point there is, there's no VAR! <laughs> and, and the refs go, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I didn't see it. Sorry, buddy. Definite penalty. Rode their luck. Um, look, uh, and, you know, and then once it got to about 10 minutes before the end of the match, you, you did think, like you know there's a very good chance we you can hold on here um uh, they england england got tired didn't they really and f- f- struggled a little bit in the second half they didn't really they didn't have that same idea uh, as they did in the first half because they just couldn't break out as quickly and as efficiently as they did those three occasions on the in in the first half yeah yeah, I mean, oh, mate, it was just, it was just joyous and lovely. I think England, um, as, a, as a tactic, we, what we have are some very quick players. I mean, Spain mm. have some quick players too. Asensio's uh, remarkably rapid. Mm. Rapido, rapido. Um, but, lovely left foot. Cultures, yeah, once again. Horrible haircut. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Rashford's obviously very quick. Sterling's very quick. Walker, when he plays, is uh, is lightning fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some, some there's, and it's young, and it's energetic, and it's a and it's a busy and a hardworking team. And I think that the tactic is to to do a Klopp esque Pochettino Sari type thirty minute spell in which you you know you go for the jugular and you nail them, and then kind of hope to just defend well and and more or less that's what england did we we scored the goals in what 20 to 30 minutes and mm. and i felt that the second goal maybe less than the second but certainly the third goal came because the spanish defense was arguing with itself and was in a little bit in disarray and and pochettino and klopp have both gone on record of saying that you know this this old cliche that we used to have that you're never more vulnerable than when you've uh, conceded a goal is actually totally the, the other way around. The opposition are never more vulnerable than when they've scored one and, and you can really get two or three in a row. And Liverpool in particular really try and do that to a team. Mm. But once they score one, they will really try and get the second and third while there's a little bit of disarray, while, the, you know, while they have that domination, you know, really going for the jugular. So I think that's... that's was England's tactic during the World Cup, for example, and it was definitely the tactic last night. There's, if we can get one on the break, let's really go for the jugular with the next two and then, and then hold on. And I just think that they didn't do the holding on part quite as well as they wanted to because they're quite young. Uh, Pickers obviously makes a horrible mistake to concede the corner, but then the marking at the corner is horrendous because mm. Alcacer is not, uh, not a big guy, is he? Let's face it, and he's had a free run. Uh, then Pickers has almost conceded a goal himself kind of out of nothing. All right. He is trying to stick to the playing out from the black back, but um, that's, you know, that's, you know, not something that as a manager you can account for. And Spain have got um, the the third goal or sorry, the second goal uh, at the end is, I think it's come through sheer tiredness and, uh, and, and not much else. So I, I'm, it was tactically good. It played to our strengths. Uh, mate, I was actually listening to a, to a rival podcast by a, by a well-known publication. And, <laughs> and, and there was a German journalist on it who was saying, well, this is going to be the midfield with Ross Barkley, Harry Winks, and Eric Dahl. Well, 
and and it's going to be up against Sergio Busquets and Saul and uh, mm. who's the third one? Not Silva. Tiago. 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 Tiago, who played very well, I thought. Yes, I mean he's a lovely player, but like you know, it was and the you know it was all like kind of like you know you've got Eric Dyer, Harry Winks, and Ross Barkley in midfield. No, <laughs> fuck all of you. Hazzy Wazzy, uh, Ezzy Desi, and Rossi Vazzy have turned up and done you over. I thought Barkley <laughs> played really well. The pass for, for to Kane for the uh, yes, the pre- for the third. Oh, yeah. lovely. It was. It was very good. It was, it was actually uh, uh, reminiscent of Spain's goal against Portugal at the World Cup, the one that brought them back into the, uh, uh, into the game as well. So when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's, that's tasty. And, and actually, it gets better and better every time you see that. that I, I saw quite a number of replays. And Barkley turns around, and it, it, the pass has to be exactly when he passes it, because a second later, and, and uh, 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 Harry's, uh, Harry Kane's offside. Uh, uh, so, because he's he's already made the run through Kane, I think in the in the run up to that, has got a little bit angry that he hasn't got the ball off someone or something like that, and it looked for a second that Barkley was going to switch it out to the left, but he turned around, chucked it on his right, and very quickly chipped it in. And once he did that, like I think you're you're totally right. Like exploiting the other team when they're in disarray, when they are in 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 a position, you know, where they're kind of all. They're looking at each other. They're asking each other questions. They lose focus. They're, they're, not, they're not focused on the play. They're not focused on the ball. Uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it just came, like you said, at, at exactly the right time uh, for them just, just before halftime. Well, 38 minutes. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, they held on till halftime and then that was it. It was, uh, it, was, it was quite memorable. One that we'll remember, obviously, for, uh, for quite some time. Mate, one, um, one last thing before we move on. Yep. This was, this was an England team with, uh, we've already mentioned, with Harry Winks playing in the middle. I'm a huge Harry Winks fan, but he's, he's a young guy. Mm. Ben, ben Chilwell playing at left back, mate. Yes. Ben yeah. Chilwell, who is, just by looking at him, not only the Leicester City left back, he's also 13. Um, <laughs> Harry Maguire, Joe Gomez. Mate, these are not, I mean, uh, uh, name me one England player that would get in the Spanish team. Probably Kane, because that's where they're really weak is they don't have a striker. Um, yep. I think they miss Diego Costa. Or, I mean... Uh. Yeah, the, no, that's true as well. Eric Eric Dyer wouldn't have been able to reduce both of them um, <laughs> all by himself. <laughs> and um, but apart from that, I think Sterling would probably get in the squad, wouldn't he? But other than that, I don't think yeah. any of them would get anywhere near it, really. No, no, you're right. So, so it, you have to attribute a lot of this success to uh, to Gareth Southgate because uh, you know without a system, uh, with, without a game plan, you can't execute uh, 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 like this. And uh, it's, it's not through luck, this, this, this kind of result. Yes, you do ride your luck. Yes, you do uh, use luck in games like this. And what, if one team has a little bit more than another, uh, um, uh, th- then fine. But uh, tr- truth be told, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it ha- it's a tactical thing. And, and I, I think they, they, you know, mo- most teams, the thing is, like Spain should be able to to diffuse this. They they play against 
almost every team in the world would play in a similar sort of similar similar way you know take away uh, uh france possibly germany uh we'll come on to germany later <laughs> now germany maybe oh, we will a little bit more uh but um you know uh, uh you know another spain side you know they, they would struggle uh with that but uh, you know, all other 90 odd, whatever, 100 odd nations in the world, if they go to Spain and they play 90 minutes of football, they're going to sit and, and they're going to try to hit them on the break. It's the tactic. You've got to do it. And as a team, you have to shift across. When they, when they switch the play, you have to switch across with the play. Um, you know, you, you defend from the front as well. You, you try to buy time for your defenders by, by pinning them back as much as you can and, and you know, spending those seconds uh down in the game everything makes a makes a difference and um but uh you know spain have managed to over the years get past teams like this but this time uh, you know they just uh, they just failed i i think busquets has to go um in in the last game uh, that they played against wales uh i believe it was um oh gosh i can't i can't remember his is it Rui, Rui Raul, sorry, I can't remember his name, but it was it was they're touting him as the as the new replacement for uh, Sergio Busquets in 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 the center of uh, you know a defensive midfielder, and uh, and you know they should have played him, you know they shouldn't have played Busquets at all. I I was really very very disappointed. Tiago, Rui Hernandez, Rui Hernandez, yes, um, and uh, you know he played amazingly against against Wales. Um, I'm very surprised. And I think a lot of the Spanish press came out and they were a bit surprised as well because he'd done so well. Uh, why didn't he play there instead of Busquets? And I, I think on the evidence of tonight, I would be asking serious questions and I would be thinking, you know, I think it's time for uh, uh, for, for Busquets to, to, to step down. I, I really do. All right, mate. Look, we'll, we'll, just, um, we'll just finish up, I think, uh, uh, at the moment. Just by saying that in in the group stages now, uh, there's a very interesting thing that's going to be happening now because the group stages are decided by head to heads. Um, so if Spain uh, now Spain are are, in, are ahead in this group, um, I, I don't know whether this is pr premature or not, but Spain are ahead in this group. They've got to go to Croatia and get a result. They've, they've got to win in Croatia. If they draw against Croatia and England beat Croatia next month, which is what they would need to do, and that would be uh, that would be in England at Wembley. If England come out and beat Croatia, they're through. Croatia would be uh, would be relegated, and Spain would finish second because on head to head, England have got more goals. Uh, away, away goals, from, isn't it? Away goals, yeah. So, uh, uh, so I mean, that must be one heck of an incentive. Obviously, if Spain go to Croatia, because they've got to play them first. If Spain go to Croatia um, uh, and and win, uh, then you know it's it's game over. But if they draw or lose, uh, then England know what they need to do. I mean, England have to win against Croatia in their last game anyway. Uh, but that uh, that could very much well be. Uh, a, a, the passage into the into the semi-finals you may recall that at the end of the last podcast i was speculating that the uh, semi-finals of the european nations league were just a coincidental thing that no one should care about due to the fact that Portugal <laughs> yes. was almost in them now suddenly they've taken on relevance <laughs> saudi arabia uh, kazakhstan and i don't know Turkestan. i can't remember who it was that's what you were saying. That's how much you'd care. You know, it doesn't really Mate, matter who is. In all fairness now, to me, I don't think Turkestan is a place. Okay, I think, sorry. I, I thought, I thought Turkey, I'd put... And you've had Istan on the end. 
<laughs> I thought I'd put it in there. Um, but mate, the way we're looking at it now is France, um, one of either Belgium or Switzerland, but I think it's going to be Belgium, France, Belgium, Portugal, and England. The four strongest teams in Europe, without any doubt, mate, I think you'll find there. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, let's go for a little bit of a break. And uh, once we come back, we'll, uh, we'll review some of the other games uh, in the um, Nations League. Nobody does it better. Makes me feel sad for the rest. Nobody does it quite as good as you. Eric, you're the best. Just ask Sergio as we go into part two. Welcome back, ladies and jelly spoons, uh, for a, 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 the second half of uh, this uh, wonderful uh, special podcast uh, without any Premier League football, once again, I may add uh, to this. Um, we're going to start with, um, uh, we'll start with the fact that the, the first team to have been relegated uh, from the UEFA Nations League is indeed Iceland. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yes, Iceland have been relegated. We're now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> they got their little thunderclap. Oh, it's not happening. Oh, not clapping uh, anymore. <laughs> Mate, do you know what um, I loved going just just for a second going back to England Spain? What I really yeah. loved was the was the England fans and their chants when we were one nil up, and while we were two nil up, they were chanting, "We are staying up." Say, "We are staying up." Like, <laughs> which is just a wonderful thing to bring to international football. And then when we went three nil up, is we are top the league. Say, "We are top the league." Um, <laughs> Which they never were going to be, because (laughs) even with the three points, they're still two points behind Spain. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mathematics is not important, mate. (laughs) Um, And relegation in international football is a weird thing, mate. Do you know? I mean, Iceland have been relegated, and and they they've gone down with the clap. Yeah, they've gone down with the clap. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But you know who might else go down, mate? Who might get relegated? Yeah, <laughs> Germany. come on, Germany, mate. Yeah. I have to stop. I have to stop belittling Germany for exiting the World Cup. It's over. The World Cup is done. It was six months ago. My whole thing about are you still out until the next World Cup? David, grow up. I will now hassle Germany about their impending relegation. <laughs> Oh, oh dear mate what? if i told you a year ago that germany could get relegated you would have been what what are you talking about germany get relegated and now here we are standing on the brink of a german relegation what's next manchester united getting relegated you <laughs> hang on juventus have already been relegated who else could be relegated oh, uh, it's, it's there's a whole uh, yeah who knows well all the big guns isn't it because there's been a lot of talk uh as well about why the top European teams are doing so badly. Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. Okay, Juventus, uh, uh, well, Italy didn't go to the World Cup. So a lot of it is all about, you know, 
the World Cup and what's been happening. But um, but mate, look, uh, uh, this this game was was pretty pretty incredible. I know that the narrative, I know that the big story is all around uh, uh, Joachim Lowe. Is it time for a change? Germany are playing terrible football. Uh, what's going on? It's an established team. Why can't he make them click? Um, but I'd also There's like to. Lawyer is in uh, midfield. Manuel Neuer's in midfield. Should have learned by that. Mate, Manuel Neuer played pretty abysmally, uh, I, I think, to that game. Now, I watched that game. Uh, uh, the game ended up Netherlands 3, Germany 0. Now, I'm not, not a big fan of Ronald Koeman. Ronald, Ronald Koeman, Koeman, Koeman? Don't care. You can't how even say his it. name right. He was your manager for exactly. two years. Exactly. You haven't even no. bothered to say his name. Koeman out. Koeman out. I hate him. Uh, he, he's, he's left because he's a money-grabbing tit. And uh, quite frankly, he can, he can, uh, you know, uh, whatever. But I hope he gets sacked. But the thing, the thing is, this Dutch team is something, is is, is something a little bit special, and it's it adds to that extra little bit of of pain that the Germans must be going through because in this game they were in certainly in the first half anyway they were pretty much outplayed uh, in the first half that. The second half, yes, fair enough. There were patches where they came back into it and you would have thought that, you know, as any team would, they should be sort of coming back into it and uh, and playing okay. But the Dutch held on and deservedly ended up winning 3-0. Admittedly, the two goals were in the 86th and the 90th, 90-oddth minute. But they they deserved it. And they've got a player who I, I've already uh, spoken to you about off-air, uh, who I think is, um, is something a little bit special. And I think uh, we really need to, uh, uh, to see this guy. This guy is called Frankie de Jong, or de Jong. Uh, now, de Jong's, uh, the family name of the de Jong's are all a little bit you know, because, you know, there's been a few de Jong's come to England and everything as well, and they've not exactly had the best of reputations. This kid is something else. He is a very, very special talent. And I watched him play this game, and uh, the first 10, 15 minutes took a little bit of time. He's 21 years old. He sits just in front of the uh, back four, and he picks up balls, and he's just He's just beautiful to watch. I have not been as excited about a single player as I have been since Ronaldo first arrived in the Premier League. So well, that's which good... Ronaldo? Fat Ronaldo? Not for now. Fat, fat Ronaldo never played in the Premier League. God damn oh, it! That's true. Uh, Chris, Cristiano and uh, like when he when Cristiano arrived and and Messi of course because it was the same sort of time uh, that the two of them arrived. I never remember Neymar coming onto the international stage. I think he just sort of you know came in and and you know slowly type thing. But Cristiano certainly made his announcement against Bolton in that in that famous match. Um, this kid. Is, is something special. And I, I advise or I'd recommend that, you know, if you've got time, uh, uh, do so. Please go along. Uh, uh, please see. Who does see he remind you of? Are we, are we talking kind of playing style? Uh, well, th- that's the thing you see. Like, he, his, his passion, like, the, the way that he plays on the ball, he, he's a sitting, very deep holding kind of midfielder, but you feel as though he could burst forward and he can and he does and he influences the play up front as well if he wants to. Um, but I don't think, I think his his real position is just sitting in front of that back four. Like Pirlo-ish. Uh, yes, yes. He's, he's, he's Pirlo, but he's stronger, much stronger. He no, keeps the ball really no, no, well. No, 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 no. No, stronger as in physique. Stronger as in physique. Um, but he's oh. got... But not as handsome, though. Andrea, um, Andrea Pirlo. Well, 
Well, he's young, this kid, so he's he's, he's sort of handsome-ish, I guess. But oh, excuse uh, me, listeners, I'll be off in a reverie. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the thought of Andrea Pirlo. Oh, go on then, in your in his slippers. Yeah, oh. playing in his slippers. Just a um, pair of slippers, nothing else. Oh, lovely. mate, if if you uh, if you have time, he's still this kid's still very young, but I think he's he's I think he's he's going to be. Uh, something very very special in the future so just watch watch this space with him uh, and the the whole of the Dutch team have got an extremely they're, they're very very young uh, uh, and um, you know Van Dijk is already practically one of the oldest players on this on this team so uh, uh, and Babel I'm not sure why he's still playing but anyway, Babel Ryan Babel he's got his second wind he's only 30 yeah, yeah, probably. But mate, Germany had players like you know, uh, uh, Muller played uh, uh, for for sixty minutes. Cross played the whole game. Uh, Emre Chan was in the middle. Hommels and Borting at the back. Hommels and Borting at the back's not saying much. They had an untried uh, um, striker in Ut. Is is his Oot. name? Ut. <laughs> is he Scottish? Ut. <laughs> <laughs> he better not come to Celtic or something. That would just be terrible. Um, What's his first name? Uh, his first name is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I can see Mark him playing Ute. in Scotland. Mark Ut. Mark Ut. Stop talking. Mark. Mark, Mark Lawrence and the comb commentator gets down from the gantry. No, not you, Mark. A fella down there. Mark Ut. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out. Oh, dear. Mate, it's uh, yeah. So we can we can laugh at Germany all we like. <laughs> can we? Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks for permission. I will now. You can. You can. <laughs> um, Joachim Joachim Lowe needs to go, man. He needs to go. <laughs> because, he, yeah, Joachim Lowe needs to go. Uh, Leroy Sane was uh, was, you know, he was brought on in the in the 60th minute, and he completely changed the way that Germany played and played really well. Mr. Sitter, admittedly, uh, and had that gone in, maybe the result would have been a bit different. But uh, I think Germany are in, and what a, we're talking about, you're talking in the last podcast about how can life get so low uh, after being in the semifinals of a World Cup to suddenly playing in an empty house in Croatia and missing sitters. Well, think, what if you were German? What if you were German? How would you be thinking right now about your footballing team? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guess. But if I was German, I'd also be snuggling up with my four World Cups. <laughs> yeah, that's very true as well. Knowing that the next one's not too far away. Bloody Germans. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Germany are now in last. France are first in their group. They're, they're the A1 league. Uh, France are first with four points. Netherlands uh, second with three points. And Germany are in big danger of being relegated. Well, if, I, mate, if I've got my calculations right, I think they're playing France tomorrow. And if France win, world champions France, featuring yep. Kylian Mbappe, yep. um, if Mbappe as uh, did you see the other week Mbappe scored four goals in 10 minutes or something if yes he, if he yes. does some of that against um old yogi and his and his lows uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be relegation mate just just do me a favor entertain me name me some of the teams that play in the b division in the b division yeah, yeah. Go on. name them. uh what <laughs> Uh, we've got teams like um, Slovakia, uh, so they could be in there. Uh, mate, sadly, Northern Ireland will be relegated also from uh, and go down to Pool C. Um, but but uh, they'll they'll be playing against uh, the likes of Wales. Uh, uh. 
um, Israel uh, are in there as well. Um, and uh, we've... Uh, Gibraltar? Are Gibraltar in there? No, I'm afraid not. Sad to say uh, sorry to report. G Gibraltar still have a way to go. Although Gibraltar, of course, did win their first ever uh, UEFA um, uh, well, competitive match. Yes, absolutely. Did they they, beat, uh, like Andorra or someone? Uh, no, it was... Um, oh, crikey. Hang on just one second. It was Armenia. Uh, they beat Armenia... Hang on, I'm not much mistaken. Hang yeah. on, doesn't Henrik Mkhitaryan play for Armenia? Um, is he not? A, oh, is it? Yes, yes, I believe he he does. How can so, they? Hang be? on, Gibraltar, yeah. who are essentially a pub team. Yep. <laughs> without their best player, because Harry Maguire plays for the England national team, Gibraltar <laughs> have managed to beat a team with Henrik Mkhitaryan in it. Henrik Mkhitaryan in it. There you go. <laughs> Did he play? One, uh, it was one one nil uh, to uh, uh, to Gibraltar in the end. And sorry, I thought it was two nil, but it wasn't. It was one nil. Um, uh, and Mkhitaryan did play. Yes, he did. <laughs> wow, the, the whole game. That's embarrassing <laughs> for him. <laughs> it was a little bit against Gibraltar. Love it. Um, it, yeah, uh, uh, pretty. The rest of uh, it pretty... Must be really bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think they are. Uh, but um, but yeah, mate. Other other teams that because now we got to look at the, the the pool C teams that that could make it up. Uh, mate, we've got the likes of Romania uh, or Cyprus, um, Greece uh, are in with a chance. Norway are in with a chance of of, of getting up to Group B. So um, yeah, there's quite a few uh, uh, possibilities in there. Lovely. Anyway, well, with that, I think uh, I think we're all uh, we're all good. Um, let's take a short break and then we'll finish up uh, nice and quickly uh, with the rest of the Nations League. I'm half the man I used to be. This I feel as the dawn. It fades to grey. Well, I'm half the man I used to be. This I feel as the dawn. It fades to grey. Well, I'm half the man I used to be thanks to Eric. Here's part three. Welcome back for part three, the final part of our podcast. Uh, we are going to wrap up the uh, uh, Nations League or some of the Nations League matches. In fact, we're not really going to wrap up the, all of the Nations League. We'll just not wrap up one uh, uh, particular result. Uh, and that was that uh, Portugal beat Scotland in a friendly 3-1. Um, that's, that's pretty much all about it. Portugal have pretty much uh, almost qualified for the semi-finals, although I shouldn't be too premature. I've got to be very careful because they've got to play uh, Italy. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit... sending laugh in the general direction <laughs> of Italy tells you how far Italy have fallen. <laughs> I know, totally. Uh, but the 3-2 win that, uh, that Portugal got against Poland obviously put them in, uh, uh, in the driving seat on that one. Um, uh, uh, some of the other uh, uh, sort of results uh, that have come out of the, uh, Ura the UEFA uh, Nations League. I keep wanting to call it the UEFA Champions League, and I've got to try and keep holding back. Or League uh, of Nations. I want to call it the League of Nations, but that's, that was like a NATO the League of Nations. The League of um, Nations. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, look, so some of the uh, uh, other results are, are probably even results we don't even need to care about too much, really, do we? We've got uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina beat uh, Northern Ireland 2-0, and that's pretty much put us a stamp, uh, of, uh, stamp of death of Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland will now be going down, uh, unfortunately. Uh, another one, but uh, however, that I'd like to look at very, very quickly is Luxembourg managed to get another win this time against San Marino, 3-0. So uh, happy chappy Luxembourg. Uh, they, they must be uh, uh, extremely happy over there. Are I'm they going up? Sure. Where are they now? Are they in C or D? Uh, they are in D. and so they are C? Uh, there's every possibility. Uh, they're top of the league um, and they've scored... 10 goals and only conceded one in four matches played. It's just... Who they got? San Marino and... Uh, Belarus and Moldova. So, uh, yeah, not exactly, uh, you know, obviously the top ones and everything, but for, for a tiny country like Luxembourg, I think it's... Uh, they must be feeling uh, probably the proudest that they have ever felt, I should uh, dare dare say. So um, every chance that they are now going to be making it up to uh, 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 to Group C uh, to play the likes of, uh, um, who knows, Serbia. Uh, uh, Montenegro. Serbia in Group C? Wow. Yeah, Serbia and Montenegro in Group C, uh, Norway and, and Bulgaria. We've mentioned them already. Uh, and of course now, uh, but, but yeah, oh, and probably Scotland. Uh, but uh, <laughs> at this rate, who knows? Um, but yeah, so so just a nice a nice little note uh, to end on that one, mate. All there's right. one last thing I want to talk about before we end this podcast. Yes, and what's that? It, it's, do you remember two podcasts ago when I was just so so happy that uh, Jurgen yeah boom and so um, Maurizio Sari is very nice I'm making a love on the touchline. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. um, and I just you know love the fact that they were grinning at each other. Well. Um, Sari went back to Italy this week and mm. he gave an interview to one of them Italian newspapers and they asked him what was all that about. And Sari um, tells the story uh, in, like this. In, in, he's um, Chelsea are 1-0 up at the time because, of course, Sturridge, uh, for those who don't remember, Chelsea were 1-0 up at Stamford Bridge. Hazard opened the scoring uh, backwards and forwards. Lovely game to watch. Chances mm-hmm. at both ends. Liverpool have missed a few. Uh, and Sturridge scores a blinder in the 88th minute, one all, everyone's happy. Um, but Sarri says he was, he was coaching from the sidelines and he's very conscious of the fact that Jurgen Klopp is continuously looking over at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and at one point, Sarri just stops and looks back and, and, and kind of gestures at Jurgen to say, what? And, and, and Klopp goes, aren't you having fun? And, and Sarri's a little taken back by the question and he's like, yeah, I am. This is lots of fun. And Jürgen's like, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> and then bear in mind that Liverpool are 1-0 down at this point. And he stood there, you know, calling over to the other manager and just saying to him, I'm having a whole pile of fun. <laughs> and I just, I know he's a Liverpool manager and I can't get too but I do like Jürgen Klopp, mate. He is, he is fun. He's you, lovely. Yeah, he, he is more down to earth isn't he as well in that in that aspect and I think he came out in in an interview afterwards and said I'm not not sure whether we mentioned this on this podcast or not you know we're not we're not doctors saving lives we're not uh, you know uh, uh, doing anything which is uh, 
outrageously contributing any value to anything whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) His words, entertaining, right? So that's that's what this is all about. It's all about entertainment, and it is very very nice to uh, uh, to to hear that his reaction was like that because I can imagine a whole heap of other managers who may very well not have shared in. Sari's love um, yeah. uh, for, uh, for for that pointer, I- including me, including myself, I think, because had, <laughs> had Sari turned around. Go away, around, you little German. Go away. <laughs> no, you're Italian. It's Sari. Sari comes up. Hey, what? You know, are we having fun? No, I'm not bloody having fun. You're the one who's winning. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's great. Mate, I think I think we've got to be we've got to be so happy that we've got all these wonderful managers and wonderful players in the Premier League. We, we sometimes take it for granted uh, a little bit. We've got a lovely mix and a lovely mixture. Um, you can have too much love, right? You don't want that. Too much time. love will kill you. Too, too much love will kill you. There you go. But you can also have too much morbidity. You have to be able to, to strike that balance. You have to be able too to Too much get Jose it. will kill you. Too much Jose will take absolutely, it'll totally kill you. And uh, um, mind you, the revelries that he brings to the Premier League are still still fantastic. So uh, uh, long may he continue to Too stay. Too much Neil Warnock will definitely kill you because oh, he's yeah. for death. <laughs> there, is, there is such a thing as too much Warnock. Yeah. <laughs> yes, any Warnock. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very nice, uh, a nice way to end the podcast, I think. Fantastic. Um, May on a night that uh, uh, England's stun Spain uh, in Seville. Do you like how I did there? Uh, Sterling uh, scoring spectacularly. Uh, lots of S's coming out. Uh, I think I think we can we can be extremely happy really with uh, with our country's performances once again. Um, it's very different to the World Cup. Uh, uh, this performance, I think, uh, and uh, you know we we we're a country that is always unfortunately in danger of of overhyping stuff um but i think that we saw a real a real nice core here um uh, and without henderson and without stones as well that's interesting uh to see no ali no no ali as well i mean this was a very very interesting lineup and uh um not sure you know it was obviously enforced because i'm pretty pretty sure that henderson would have would have commanded a spot in this team uh tonight um uh, but then harry winks would have missed out and i think harry winks really learned a lot from this game Mate, so um do we, do, yeah. with 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 what gareth southgate is doing and and the kind of pattern that he's showing do we think that by let's say 2023 every player in the team will be called harry <laughs> well if they're not then they can put in an application with uh, her royal majesty's post office and uh, see whether or not they can actually change their names to harry because at the moment we've got harry magaza around uh, round the back haven't we we've got harry yeah. winks obviously winky winky uh, uh, and we've got harry kane uh, in there as well it's a so harry uh, spine mate it's the spine it's of harry's <laughs> Mate, Prince Harry would be happy, I reckon. Uh, oh, yeah. get that ginger twat out of it. Yeah. All right, then. Fair enough. Mate, one disappointment. He's not even really called uh, Harry. You know that's a nickname. His real name's Henry. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, yeah, no, I don't really pay attention to the, to the royal highnesses, whoever they are. False um, Harry, mate. It's a false Harry. Mate, Mason Mount didn't play. Oh, uh, my oh. favourite sexual position stroke football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
may there be lots of more lots more mason mason mounting in the future uh uh ladies and jelly spoons uh it's been uh wonderful to uh, be here once again we will come back on friday uh to preview the weekend's premier league matches uh which uh there and there are some corkers in there as well so uh, watch out who's ever playing against eric dyer he is coming for you <laughs> Well done, Eric. Well done, Sterling. Well done, Rashford. Well done, the boys. Well done, all the Aries. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye. Three, four.